This is the 2D10 Podcast. You better listen. Welcome to another episode of the 2D10 Podcast. Of course, I am Nathan, and this week I had the opportunity to have a chat with a Storyteller's Vault creator by the name of Ian Hogan. He is uh, the creator of Vampire the Wild West, which is available on Storyteller's Vault right now. So definitely get out there and check that out. This podcast is a little bit funky for a couple of reasons. One, it's kind of a hot take. Uh, If you're not into those types of conversations, just be aware up front, there's some grousing. We'll just put it that way. Secondly, we just kind of jumped right into the podcast, so there's no introduction, hence this one, and it ends abruptly because of technical difficulties. So thank you for listening. Let's just get right into the podcast. I... I love to talk about the storyteller's vault, but I kind of want to discuss with you before we go there about like what's what we I have some juicy shit that I'd love to say. I actually want to say on on record, but like, what do you feel about it? Like, basically, I you want to do the review first and then go back. I think I think probably we should. But let me just be less cryptic. I have some news about the storyteller's vault that I'd like to drop. Basically, okay. uh, they're fucking us, and they're doing it for no reason. Uh, everybody seems knows consistent. that. Yeah, seems <laughs> on brand. <laughs> so <laughs> that was funny. Um, <clears throat> as you know, you can't do. Well, we might not know, but you can't do uh, print on demand for the storytellers' right. vault, and there's no reason for that. <clears throat> like we were supposed to get POD, we were told we were going to get POD, and then one day this guy puts out a a note on the vault group saying, go fuck yourself. Like literally the last sentence is if you want to print your own product, you need to make your own IP. And that was literally, it's like absolutely a kick in the dick. And we were given no explanation why they suddenly decided it was no POD Mm -hmm. other than they said it was not profitable. Right. Like, I don't know what planet these people live on, but Making a POD product is not going to reduce your profitability right. unless you you just open the floodgates. You could very easily say this one sells a bunch. Let's let you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, and so also I have a a, a real weird question because like I'm not you know I'm I'm not involved in the Storytellers Vault stuff you know as a creator, but like if it's print on demand, who is going to be losing out on the profit? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a lie. They're just lying. They absolutely are at the point where they're not even telling the truth anymore. It's just a complete bullshit lie. And the community is like, we have, what are we supposed to do? Yell at them? Like you, right. they'll just block you. You know, they'll just say, well, you're done. You're disruptive. You can't sell in the vault anymore. And you're, and you now have no access to that IP. Right. So literally we're at their whim. So I met everybody bitches about this. Like 50% of the commentary on, on all of my shit is, when can I buy this in print? Right. And so we all talk about all the content creators talk about like, what's the deal. And well, I feel like I should be eh, already on the interview, but <clears throat> point is well, it's, it's already I, recording. So okay, we can yeah, just, yeah. we can just keep going until we're done. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I, I I'm glad you mentioned that because I was about to drop some names. So, which I won't, but basically I talked to people about this and I have heard the truth. And the truth is there was, a POD book from the vault, content creators, you know, made by fans, however you want to say it. Right. And the, um, uh, the, the people in charge 
basically flubbed it. Like they personally uh, got frustrated because it's a uh, difficult for them for whatever reason, like version control, you know, like when you send somebody multiple, like when I send you a, uh, a, a document and mm -hmm. you say, edit this document, and then you send the document back to me, I now have to control the version. I have to say, this is version two. It contains the edits that you requested previously and then send it back. And when I do that, you have to maintain version control. You have to know this is version one, this is version two, this is version three, so on and so forth. And so what happened is they, this guy sent in a very popular vault to be, to get print on, printed on, to, you know, to be printed on demand. Right. But they, White Wolf, whomever, uh, had some edits that they right. wanted it to have. And so the author completed the edits <clears throat> and sent it back version two. Right. Okay. They, and I, in the way that they had found these desired edits was by printing the book. Sorry, I got a bird and he just showed up. So, so they print the book, they ask for edits, they send the, the document back to the author. The author does the edits, sends the new version back, and then they print the old version again. So they now have two copies of the wrong version. Okay. And, when the, and when the author tells them this, because, you know, the author is the one who receives the physical copies. Right. Right. So he receives the second copy and he's, he calls the guys back and is like, hey, you, you, you printed the wrong version. Mm -hmm. The guy had a fucking hissy fit and called it. And I was like, no, fine. No more POD. We're done. And that's it. That's how we lost POD. <laughs> so nothing to do with profitability. One, basically one guy got pissed off. <laughs> that is correct. One guy got who can, this is how White Wolf works. It's a bunch of little tiny levers and switches like, you know, some D and D contraption, uh, like Lum, like machine of Lum the mad, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and it's just, I'm trying not to use bad language. I have an edgy <laughs> 1990s teen mouth sometimes. So I have to watch it, but no, these guys are idiots. Like I, I, I'm sorry, but like the people who control the storytellers vault, the people who run white wolf are the stupidest humans I've ever met. They have no clue about the, I'm surprised they tie their shoes in the morning. It's the best IP in, 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 in it's better than Dracula. Like it's the best IP and we're allowed to write for it. It's the coolest situation ever. I'm very grateful. But the people who run it are so stupid that they make it incredibly difficult to create good content. Now, my curiosity, and I don't know if you even know the answer to this question or not, but um, I know Storytellers Vault, like the the actual platform, is not that that like that's part of Drive Through RPG. Is it an issue with people at White Wolf or or because yeah. White Wolf? Let's 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 yeah. clear this up too. Because like White Wolf doesn't even really exist anymore. Right. Like it's paradox, right. Right? right? And there might be a few people who are kind of in control of, you know, community mm -hmm. type shit. But like even World of Darkness, there's no like the White Wolf logo that that's gone. So it's like, who do you even go to? Like yeah. who do you even talk to? The man behind you know? the curtain. Pay no attention to him. So right, and it's like who owns the curtain? What curtain yeah, I, do where, we have to look behind? Where are what? I have no idea what's going on. Uh, <laughs> um, without actually just naming people and say this person at the, you know, at this time and here's his email, you know, uh, I don't really want to do that. 
Um, right. So, and also I might flub, I might flub it. I might get the name wrong and position wrong. And was it this guy or that guy? And you can actually just go to the storytellers vault group and see the pinned post and you can see who wrote it. If you want to see who said yeah. who was doing it. Like, I don't want to name these people because I'm, right. I just, I'm a hippie guy, man. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a rat, but this is the situation with the vault that I think everybody doesn't understand is that it could be like the DMs guild, but it's not because of the administration. If they simply allowed us to do print on demand, if they tweeted us out, can you imagine? They don't even give us a tweet. Like when you're the best selling author on the storytellers vault, white wolf paradox, whatever, they don't even tweet you out or anything. You give absolutely zero support. Um, and it's just a bummer. They don't allow us to do uh, <sighs> Kickstarters. Um, it, it, you, you name it, and I will tell you they don't allow it. <laughs> it's mm, just horrible. Yeah. They, they do. They have lots of good things about the Storytellers Vault. It's a great community of human beings. Um, right. they, they have the greatest vampire IP, urban fantasy IP in the world, without a doubt. I'll fight you. And then <laughs> um, they they gave us a lot of free art, which is really, really amazing. You can run out of it really quickly. You know, like there's definitely stuff missing. If you if, uh, like the mage, uh, uh, the traditions books from mage, the uh, ascension and, and come on in. I'm flubbing this one bad, but uh, I haven't had my tea this morning. But the mage, the mage tradition books. Uh, the art from those was not released. So if you're trying to do mage books instead of vampire, well, you really have a problem because the traditions are, you know, not, there's not as many good pictures of traditions. Uh, same thing if you're writing for Wraith and you want to do a guild book. Well, the guild art, I don't think was ever released. Uh, maybe it was, but I, I don't write Wraith, but that, that's kind of the issue with, storytellers vault it's it wasn't rolled out properly it could have been it could have been but it just wasn't like more art needed to be released obviously the vampire stuff is cool uh but there's not enough werewolf uh art like the book of the worm the art from book of the worm was never released so if you're trying to do anything like worm oriented there's not enough art i'm doing tribe book black spiral dancers and there's barely barely enough art to do that book. Like literally I'm going to use yeah. like every single picture. Absolutely. Cause you're, you're only going to find stuff about them in three different books and every right. book that it's in, it, right. there's three pages about them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And so, so when you bring this up to the storytellers vault people, they basically say, insert this directly into your anus. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, they'll say something like, well, you know, we have all this community content creators and there's all this art on the vault and go fucking buy one. And they just don't get it. Like the vault on the art is not comparable to the, to the art from yes, from the nineties that we have from white. It's not even comparable. And we get that stuff for free. So it's literally the, the guy who actually does it. I don't want to name him, but he's a friend of mine. Um, The guy who actually does it, it lives in Brazil. He's not particularly expensive to use. He does great work. I've even offered to pay him. Like, I will pay this guy. You just have to put it on the vault. You know, I'll right. <laughs> pay him to, to remove, to, you know, to, to professionally capture the art from the old books. And I will use it at my own yeah. expense. 
but you have to give me the permission because you own the IP. I will then in turn put that on the storyteller's vault for free. And uh, they said, no. Why would you do that? Like, imagine you're a business owner. I don't know. <laughs> I, there, there, there is a reason. I'll get to it. But imagine you're a business owner. Someone walks in the door and says, I'm going to give you all of this free stuff to sell that people are already buying that you have room for in your, in your warehouse. Would you like it? And to just say no? Like, what do you mean no? Right. So... The reason that someone would say no to that in general is because they don't like you. Like there's no reason, there's no, there is no business reason to, to not do this. Like it's only good business to accept those sorts of things. So I always ask people, I was like, what, what, what happened here? Like, I think I'm, I mean, maybe I offended somebody. Obviously you can tell I got a mouth, but really what happened? And so the truth is, or well, uh, truth. I don't know who knows what the truth is, but <clears throat> my understanding is on some level, they're really the storyteller's vault is meant to recruit people into White Wolf. It's not really meant for you, the content creator, to do whatever you want. Right. It's meant it's meant as a battleground, as a testing ground. So you show up to the vault, you get fucked. You go through the gauntlet, you do all right, and they say, hey, man, well, how about we give you a position upstairs? It has nothing to do with your creative content. They don't yeah. care about your new clan. They don't care about the book that you want to create. Yeah, I've, I've heard, I've heard uh, on more than one occasion, and I'm sure people are going to be like, name some names. No, I'm not no. going to name names. but because like, I'm, I'm already getting fucked. I'll probably yeah, yeah. get the biggest fuck you in as soon as this is published, they'll be like, Ian, you son of a bitch. And I'll be like, bro, you know, it's like, this. <laughs> you know, but well, it doesn't matter. See, here's the thing. Uh, I'll, I'll finish what I was going to say in a second, but I'll, let me, let me preface that with this. If you and I are going to sit down and we're going to take an honest look at what the storyteller's vault is as both fans and um, in your case, a creator in this environment, I think it's really important that we are brutally honest. And, you know, the truth is, I don't know who is in charge of shit. All I know is what I see as a fan. If you're going to go out of your way to put obstacles in front of people and, you know, not address complaints and just like your, your professional's answers are like, go fuck yourself, then people are not going to create for you. I couldn't agree more. I, without getting into the book that I just wrote, which I want to talk about. Um, I think what I'm doing now is qualifying why well, I'm doing things backwards. Like I haven't qualified why <laughs> I, I should be the one to, to, to complain about this stuff. But, but I think you're right. And I'll, and I'll get to that in a minute. I think, honestly, I think it's just Keaton just nerds, nerd culture mm -hmm. uh, who are not particularly well socialized and don't realize uh, how this affects, how their actions affect others. When you control this IP, you are not just controlling the swing set in the sandbox. This is seriously important literature in the history of vampire mythology. There are people that are always going to fight to make it pure and to make it better and to whatever. Uh, and I, I think it's really just a lot of... Uh, the people who are doing this, I believe they're doing it out of a desire to make a good product. I don't think they're doing it to spite other people. 
but it it is what's going on. They're not supporting the authors in the community uh, and the storytellers vault community like they should, and they know they're not doing. It. They're not allowing us to do payment uh, print on demand. They're not allowing us to do kickstarters. They're not giving us uh, the art that we need, even though they do give us a lot of art. Um, it's important mm-hmm. to give us a leg up because the community itself is so small, it's not particularly profitable to write these books unless you're given a leg up like being given the free art. And, yeah, right. And, because what, what, uh, and just on that topic real quick, like what artist is just going to be like, yeah, here, have my art for free? Nobody. Nobody. Right. And the, the art that is out there are, of course, aspiring artists, not professionals, not people who are established, not people who have 20 years of experience and do this amazing stuff like McDougal and uh, and all these other guys from the 90s that, who, you know, Tim Bradstreet, are you kidding me? Um, right. So, yeah, like it's just not comparable. You cannot get a, a, a $75 piece of art and, and compare it to the troves that you can get for free. It's the ratio is infinite. Like it's infinitely more profitable <clears throat> to use the stock art. And like I said, I've offered to pay to have more stock art created for the vault. And they've said no multiple times. I hope they hear that. It's ridiculous. So <clears throat> my understanding, like I said, is that they're, they're trying to recruit authors from the vault into the into the white wolf community you know of writers or whatever yeah which is well let's let's uh let's use this language instead let's call it world of darkness because there's no no and and it's okay but that's because there's there's more than one company now sort of involved in this you know you have onyx path you have modifius you have paradox So yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying about like the white wolf community. Cause that's basically yeah. what it is. Like yeah. it's one of the few game properties where you, it's very difficult, almost impossible to separate it from the original publisher, but now it's sort of expanded beyond. And it really is like the world of darkness, chronicles of darkness. Yeah. All that. So it's a bunch of people. It's a bunch of companies. Right on. And, uh, and you're right. And, and I'm very old school with, with my associations, you know, I still mainly flip through my books and, um, I'm not thinking about like how things have changed. Your podcast, uh, is really insightful on how the development of the company has gone. And so who better to tell me, right? Like how to, how to talk about, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to be like, Hey, watch your language. Use the yeah, correct like, terms. <laughs> I am the professor of world of darkness here. Professor Wad. Who fucking so, put that on my resume? That, that was a foolish did. mistake. Yeah. Um, right. I I actually just put on my Instagram. I decided I am now professor of monsters. <laughs> but at any rate, um, I love the storytellers vault. It's a great community of people. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. It's done well enough that I'm doing it, and I'm happy doing it. And I released a book the other day that's selling really well. I'm making good money, like just selling the book. I didn't. It took two years to write the damn thing. But you know, uh. If I had a smaller house, I could pay my mortgage on what I'm making off of this book. And I would like to continue to make that kind of money, uh, which I won't because it takes two years to write these books. But I would make more money, and so would others, if I could do POD, if I could do uh, Kickstarters, um, blah, 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 blah. So I'm really frustrated with the, with the Storytellers of All as much as I love it very much. 
And right. I think that's the main message that I, a content creator, would want to send other content creators or people just interested in the vault. Um, there's absolutely professional material being created on there that is as good or better than anything White Wolf has released recently. Hands down. Like Rose City by Night, for example, written by Rachel Judd. Great book. It's a city book on Portland. Uh, Rachel is an editor for White Wolf. She's a professional. She's a prof I mean, there, people say, oh, it's created by a fan. It's created, yeah, but she works for White Wolf. Like, what do you mean it's created so by a fan? All the material it was created by fans Everything originally. Everything was created by a fan. Like, there's the original authors who wrote this stuff are still alive. Bill Ricardo, Bill Bridges, right. Ron, you know, but they're not really writing anymore. I mean, Phil is, but like, if you like Mage, great, go read Mage. Phil is still writing it. But Bill doesn't write for Werewolf anymore. Ron doesn't write for Vampire anymore. His stuff's all done. Justin Achille just came back. Like, what the hell? Like, you right. think so? Everything written between 2000 and 20, 2020 is, a, is written by a fan? Like, whatever, man. Do your thing. But, um, at yeah. any rate, so there's amazing material being produced on the vault that is as good or better than anything White Wolf has created in years. And it's not particularly expensive. Uh, but there's a lot of crap, you know, and that's just the way it is. The reason that I get upset is because w the the World of Darkness people, whoever they are, uh, I don't know who actually controls the vault. I, I think it's Onyx Path, but I forget exactly what company controls the vault. Uh, I know people's names, but it's like, what what company are you, what outfit y'all with? You know? Yeah, right. So, um, at <laughs> any rate, I... I just think that I lost my train of thought. Um, it's it's a great community. There's a lot of good stuff going on. Um, it's just it's not a career, and it kind of almost could be if little tweaks were made. You know those two millimeter shifts that Tony Robbins always talks about. Like it's not a big change to let me pay people to you know the guy that always does it to to create art for the vault. Uh, it's not a big right. deal to to let POD happen for books that are metal sellers. Like it's a gold seller. Why not let it do POD? People are already fucking buying it. You know, like they have these right. tiered systems of how many they sell, right? Like, well, if it it's a certain <laughs> level of sales, why not let people buy physical copies? It right. just makes no sense. Like this is literally business one hundred and one. Right. And and if they allowed that kind of stuff. It, there would be more money. It would be more attention. It just—it's really frustrating. So, I mean, that's really about all I have to say as far as like cracking open the the can or whatever, you know, popping open the lid on yeah. this subculture. Um, but I think that's think something that people really don't understand. I think that they think the storyteller's vault is a bunch of nerds sitting around creating crap. Or if they if they know that there's good stuff being created, they don't know why. There's not more good stuff being created. And the answer right. is money. There's not enough money in creating this stuff uh, for us, us, the content creators, to like put in as much effort as we could and we want to. And right. the reason that I think that's a tragedy is because there could be more money. I mean, there is more money out there. Like, I was going to say the name wrong. Rich, Richard Thomas, right? The, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was that's the Rob. guy that, that founded uh, Onyx Path. Onyx Path, right. <clears throat> I always call him Rob Thomas, which is the singer from Matchbox 20. <laughs> but uh, 
so I have to be careful. Like Rob Rich. Okay, so Rich Thomas is one of the top earners for the Gambini family. No, just kidding. He's not in the mafia. He's one of the top earners for the uh, the thing you pay people to make stuff for. GoFundMe and Kickstarter. Yeah. Kickstarter. Wow, yeah. my God. I have not drank a cup of tea yet, so I'm really it, off. It's okay. Off. I have this weird problem when like people uh, want to know the answer to a question and yeah. then they ask me. Right now. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. What last name? I don't know. <laughs> what is my middle name? So uh, Kickstarter <clears throat> yeah. is a huge thing. There's millions and millions, hundreds of millions, billions maybe of dollars trading hands. <clears throat> and yet, Rich Thomas is like the number seven earner on the whole history of fucking uh kickstarter okay he's done really 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 well and the reason that he's done well is because of the generosity of the world of darkness community right we the fans of vampire and such have fairly deep pockets and we really like this material and we're willing to spend pretty fucking good money to make sure that these books get written so the fact that they won't let us do a kickstarter is immeasurably bad yeah. We don't even know how bad it is. It's bad. But let me give you an example. Matt Colville, wonderful guy here from my, uh, I'm not my hometown, but I live here in North Hollywood. And right next door is Burbank. Uh, and I, I never actually heard of him until I started going to my local uh, gaming store. And he's like a local there and, and everybody loves him. He's a very, very nice guy. And he created a Kickstarter for a book for Dungeons and Dragons called uh, Keeps and Strongholds or something like that. Castles mm -hmm. and Strongholds, something like that. It was literally what you think. It was for making a book about how to make castles, right? Something Somehow right. the D&D community had missed after all these years. He made <laughs> $2 million. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't hear about it. Wow. Okay, so Matt Colville went from YouTube, 50,000 subscribers or something, pretty big channel, you know, yeah. to Kickstarter. And because of the open licensing content uh, deal with with uh, Wizards of the Coast when the money came in like he was able to do a Kickstarter he was able to do all the stuff and when the money came in it was his he made two million dollars he had to deliver a bunch of books you know right, right. he has a studio now he's a guy he's a guy that makes role playing game books now right and and like why would you stop that gravy train like why would you say we're not going to allow Kickstarters. Why not? Yeah, and I don't know. I, I, I really, I just can't even begin to it, imagine. Why. It's, it's really bizarre because someone might say, oh, well, profitability and start outlining reasons why. I got some news for you. I know the guy who pitched the Kickstarter to, like, pitched the Kickstarter program to White Wolf, or, you know, to Paradox, went to Sweden. They said no. And right. without exactly going into his business plan, I can tell you I'm a successful businessman myself. I own an engineering firm. I have multiple PhDs who work underneath me. I own two houses. I'm telling you, it was a good business model. It definitely would have worked. And they said no. And I just don't get it. I, I mean, I do get it. The only thing that I can understand is, is like I said, they're not interested in fostering the Storytellers Vault community as a content creating community. They simply want to use it as a battleground to find potential authors, editors, you know, whatever, to use it White Wolf, you know, yeah. to use upstairs. And that's not a bad, I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I'm just saying you're literally screwing the community 
in order to get your one or right. two well, people. And, and it begs the question, why not both? Why not um, both? Right. And, and, you know, what I was uh, kind of going to mention earlier, you know, purely anecdotal. Okay. I'm not going to quote anybody. I'm not going to say that this is true or this isn't true, but I will back you on that. Having interacted with people that work at the various companies, basically the, the lead into, you know, how do I get into writing for blah, 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 Onyx Path or Modifia or whatever, you know, enter your world of darkness game here. Oh, mm -hmm. just get on Storyteller's Vault, submit stuff on Storyteller's Vault. That's where you need to go if you want to get noticed. Oh you know? man, that, why didn't I think of that? That would be really nice if they would just say that. Right, it would just right. be like, hey, we're going to have our annual trials in the Thunderdome, <laughs> you know? Right. Being your, being your favorite weapon. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's really... <laughs> oh, I just realized I'm on a podcast. So <laughs> there is a reason why. The upstairs mm -hmm. for White Wolf, anyone who knows what I'm about to say is literally cringing right now. And so I'm going to be cryptic. But... There is a whole nother podcast worth of stories about who controls the White Wolf IP now. And like, who exactly is this person? What does he eat for lunch? Right. It is not a pretty story. It is not pretty at all. It is a very ugly story, who these people are. Um, but that is just a, just a different conversation. Um, the truth is, I, I love Vampire. I, I honestly think it is the greatest vampire IP since Dracula. Better than Dracula. I think it's better than Dracula, but it was written by a group of people, so it's, it's difficult to compare Bram Stoker's work versus the work of, like, an army of people, you know? Right, and, but, you know, almost 30 years of world building. Yeah, 30, yeah, exactly, yeah. But, but for what it's worth, words on paper, Vampire the Masquerade is an order of magnitude better than the, than the Dracula mythology. It's deeper. It's more interesting. It's it's way more cultural. Being connected to Kane and all that. Oh my God! It's the best. And and we can only thank Ron uh, for that, you know. But it's uh, it. I don't know, man. I, I'm getting off track. The deal is, um, <laughs> the, the vault is great. Love it. Um, but it's got some major problems that I don't think people understand. And I think as it becomes more popular, which I certainly hope it will. I, I'm sure it will. Um, I think people are going to look at it as something that they could do like for money. And I'm telling you, right. you can sort of like, if you work really hard I'll, and, and you come up with a really good idea, I don't know, maybe you make a hundred bucks a day or something, but for what it's worth, the guy on the street corner with a sign in my town makes a hundred bucks a day. <laughs> I mean, you know, perspective right. is important. But I mean, you live in yeah, Los, live Angeles, in Los Angeles, Angeles, so the but, cost of living is much yeah, higher. But I'm not kidding. Like the guy, on the street with a sign literally makes as much as I do writing for the vault more, more probably more, I would say more. And so that's a thing to remember, but it could be, it could be different, right? You know, one, I'm sure somewhere along the line, Matt Colville, you know, pulled out a 20 or a dollar or whatever and gave it to some houseless person who was desperate. And that 20, that dollar came from some, you know what I mean? Came from the Kickstarter, you know, like they're, they're, I really believe that you're just cutting off your nose to spite your face by not allowing content creators to do Kickstarter, by not allowing us to do POD. Uh, and mm -hmm. it's just stifling the economy. Like, it's just like, there's like less money moving around, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. 
it's terrible. And well, and and you know, I I think that uh, the lack of print on demand for me, uh, the type of player slash yeah, collector yeah. that I am, that that really prohibits my even my desire to personally yep. want to go onto Storyteller's Vault because. Yep. I, I can't give you accurate numbers of the amount of money that I've spent on drive through RPG, like actual cash money for printed books, but it's not a small insignificant amount. You know, right. since I started a podcast five years ago and I've had to rebuild a collection, right. I would say Thousand. a third of that is print on demand. So the fact that I can't get Ian's wild West vampire book right. printed to put on my right. shelf that's a real big hump I have to try to get over now because I have to read it all on a freaking tablet and I, I hate reading stuff on tablets. You know, it's just, that's the way it is. Some people prefer physical books they can flip pages through and some people are like, I don't need physical stuff, but it doesn't make sense. You know, it's like, it's like if this were a community creation, uh, you know, like for say Skyrim, right? Like you're going to give people the code. You're going to give them the ability to go in and program. You're not going to be like, oh, well, you can make this, but you can only play it on your game. What is the point of that? It's it's literally a rhetorical question at this point. Like, the only answer is some sort of nonsense. Like, <laughs> why would somebody do this? Some sort of nonsense. Why did this right. happen? Nonsense. Right. It, there's no rhyme or reason. If there is, if somebody's listening to this, you work upstairs, tell me. Tell me why. Yeah any rate well, let me let me ask you a question sure let's say um i won't i won't use like actual books or actual numbers but let's say you sell a product on the storyteller's vault for five dollars what amount of that five dollars ends up in the creator's pocket half you get 50 percent. it's not a bad deal so i sell my book for ten dollars i make five dollars mm-hmm I can't really comment on that. I was just curious, you know, what, no. what percentage they were taking. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that would be profitable then. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, and to actually just put a number on it, like I've never, every dollar that I make from the vault un, until very recently, uh, because I'm just not paying attention anymore. Uh, I would spend on other titles, right? right. So if you bought my book, I would just go out and buy another book on the vault. Like I never, like you get like in a, like a wallet or whatever when you are on, when you're a content creator and like money goes into it yeah. and you can send the money to your PayPal or whatever, or you could just let it sit there. I have always just let it sit there. I have never taken the money out. I don't have a, I have a great job. I own a, I own an engineering firm. This is not what I do for a living. Um, <clears throat> and so I would just buy more books. That's how I right. did it. And the list of books I have in front of me right now that I, I mean, for whatever reason, I have the list in front of me that I would buy. I, I have 14 books that I think are high quality uh, books. And there's definitely more of these, but like just happen to have this list of what I think are the best right. books on the vault. There's 14 of them. I absolutely would have bought these things in print without a doubt. Right. Like this is hundreds of dollars that they're just deciding just for me. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. I'm guessing right. there's at least a thousand people like me out there. And if, if all of us spent $200, that's $200,000. Yeah. 
that you have mm-hmm. decided to forego just from POD. Right. I well, and, and I, I can, I can tell you just like as a, uh, um, uh, a partner for storytellers vault, you know, it's the same basic principle, except I get way less money for anybody that gets, you know, sort of directed towards a book for my link, but I've never, maybe once, uh, like when I first started, I was like, Oh, I, I took 15 bucks out of it. Right. And 15 bucks takes a long time to accumulate. I don't know if you're involved in the partners program at all. Um, but you know, basically I, I don't even know there's no report of how many people bought what or how much money they spent, but I think it's like pennies on the dollar. It's, it's a very small amount. And, you know, I've earned, you know, one time I made a purchase on Storytellers Vault with just credits, $150 worth of books. Oh, wow. Just so it's like I'm getting people to buy, you know, probably, you know, five or $6,000 worth of books. And, and, you know, in return, I'm taking the little money that I earned and I'm investing it in those companies too. I'm not taking it and buying, you know, clothes with it or food. I'm literally buying more books. So yeah, it's, it seems, you know, it seems a little skewed out out of favor, but you know, it's the program we have, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and that's, there's two messages that have to be communicated. There's a, there's a number of them. One is, of course, that the Storytellers Vault exists and it's wonderful. The second right. is that it's highly flawed. And the third is that all the flaws are extremely fixable, fucking Band-Aid level fixable. And right. you just got to put that little Band-Aid on there. <laughs> it's not well, that good. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems fairly consistent with yeah. um, a lot of the kind of business practices. Shoot them um, in the dick. That's across the board. Model. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if it's just, if it's, it could be any of the following. It could be, you know, people just don't give a shit, which I don't think is the case because if they didn't give a shit, why would they bother? Why would they be here? Yeah. Right. Um, it, you know, just doing too many other things, like not able to focus, like, you know, a lot of people aren't able to make significant enough money to do it full time. So maybe it, it's an issue of, you know, divided attention. Uh, or maybe it's just literally people that are bad at business <laughs> that don't know, yeah, no, that's, don't care right. to run a business yeah. properly. Yes. I honestly think that this is going to sound really weird because you can't see me. I have long hair. I'm a hippie. I have no shoes. Um, it's generation of hippie folks, in my family, but I'm going to say some real shit right now. Uh, I think a lot of people are afraid of money and they, they think that success is like not like capitalistic success is not something to be admired. And so these really nerdy <clears throat> socialist people um, think that having a well-structured business is like bad or something. You know, it's like some sort of richy rich kind of mentality that you're not supposed to have. You're supposed to be more of a pure artist, just kind of creating and not paying attention to money, not monetizing everything. Um, On some level, on some very personal level, I agree with that. For me as a human, I like to focus on on my my passion. I don't like to focus on numbers, even though I'm a scientist. Uh, But when you run a business, you're providing a platform for people to be creative or whatever. You have to, I think, be very business-minded. 
all the little bells and whistles, dot the T's, cross the I's. Uh, Jesus, Ian. Dot the T's and cross the I's. <laughs> I'm on one this morning. So, yeah, cross your T's, dot your I's. And uh, just make sure that you can provide the best platform for the creators that you can, right? Even if it's hard work, even if it you have to do multiple version controls for your POTs, you know, like it, it, it's work sometimes. But I think a lot of these these very pure-minded nerd folks are just like, no, I focus on creating content. I don't focus on running a business. And I've met people like that that are very successful. Like there's there's multiple ways to think about it. But I, I genuinely think the the upstairs that's <clears throat> screwing us uh, is doing it because they think they're they think they're doing good work. They don't, they're not nefarious and cackling at us. They just, they have a different worldview and they think that they're right. And I'm here to say that they are very wrong, that they're demonstrably wrong. Looking at people like Matt Colville and his success with uh, Castles and Strongholds or whatever it is. Uh, and just in general, looking at any business model about expanding your, your profitability, like allowing people to do POD who already have high selling items on your marketplace like this this is just business 101 right and and that that's the general theme that i think i would like to convey about the storytellers well it's a wonderful community it's extremely flawed but as long as we point out the flaws and we actively fix them then you got to understand you're in possession of the best vampire ip in the world it, you know right. then you're like Dungeons and Dragons can't even compete. It's not possible. Dungeons and Dragons is a totally different beast. I truly believe that Vampire the Masquerade could be the huge thing that everyone thought it was going to be in the 90s, but they need to follow the business. They need to follow the money. They need to give us right. POD. They need to give us Kickstarters. They need to do blah, 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 blah. And once they do that, sky's the limit. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, it's been... You know, for me, since the Storytellers Vault came out, I was like, oh, I'd really like to get in there and contribute something. But like, I've seen the amount of work and effort, you know, people have put in, but like also just the amount of work and effort I've personally had to put in. And I'm like, this is not going to return, you know, like I'm not paying anybody. I'm not giving anybody any money. So I have to do all of it myself and I have to go, I don't know how to fucking write a book. Like I got to learn how to write a book. I got to learn how to do art. I got to find somebody who's willing to look and edit my material afterwards. Oh that, yeah. Oh, also by the way, doesn't want any money for it. Like who, who is that? Who's that person? Is there, mm, are there charity editors out yeah. there? Nope. The, the, the answer is no, <laughs> there aren't uh, unless you're married to them. And then no, I, you, you I, have to wait until they're able to, yeah. you know, so it's yeah. like, you get to the point where you're like, uh, I could do this and put out like a half-assed shit product, right? Or I can take five years to build this, right? So, and then, and then, you know, hopefully that pays off. But it's like, you know, it's like you said, like you could do it other ways, but the just the doors are not left open for you. No, no, it's and, it's really a bummer too. Um, yeah. But that, but and that, so. That's I mean, if they could just if they could just fix their dead links, that would be that would be a start. That'd be a start. Um, there's a whole other podcast talking about like the ins and outs of being a creator, which I'd love to do. Um, mm -hmm. 
but yeah, there there is a barrier to creating. There's an actual dollar barrier to creating content um, because, like you said, you need an editor. Uh, what anyone will find when you're writing a poem, you know, uh, three lines, whatever, you can edit your own poem. You know, you can <laughs> even edit your own lyrics for your songs and stuff like that. Um, right. You cannot edit your own novel. It's too much work. Uh, it's too interconnected. And as a and and there's this thing about when you look at your own work, you glaze over mistakes. Like literally, like grammatical errors will yeah. will be ignored because you're just tired. Because your your, your brain your brain wrote them. Yeah, something about editing your own document, it doesn't work. Nobody does it. I don't care who you are. Nobody edits their own work. And no editor works for free. So there is baked into the process a dollar fee that you have to pay. Here's another thing why uh, the, the Storyteller's Vault doesn't do. There is no list of editors. And obviously it shouldn't be public because they get harassed. There's admins. There should be a fucking right. list of these people. And you should know their right. schedules. <laughs> like, this is not difficult. This is extremely easy. This is how you, it takes like 15 minutes a month to do this kind of work. I spend more work reading the comics section. You know what I mean? So what is the dedication <laughs> right. to this? Any rate. Right. So when you want to be a content, again, whole nother podcast I could go off on here, but when you want to create content, there is an automatic barrier of dollars. And you have to know who to... And even if you say, I'm going to save up all my lunch money and I'm going to fucking pay this editor, you don't even know who to call. And, and when you say... And you go to one of these groups and you say, hey, I wrote a document. I want somebody to edit it. It's so many words long. I, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's an editor. I'm an editor. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I'll give you the best rate, bro. Like, how do you choose right. from these people? You don't know. You don't know shit. So unless you're actually good at hiring and firing and you like talk to people, hey, well, what have you done? And let me see. And yada, yada, yada. You're going to get fucked. And that is standard operating procedure for being a writer. Most writers do not understand business. That's the whole, <laughs> if there's one theme of this entire podcast, writers don't understand business. So, so, so content creators are like molt on, fucked on so many levels. Even if you show up to the vault and you have your content, you don't know where to get your art. You don't know where to get your uh, editor. You don't know how to make a good cover. You don't right. know anything. Like, right. you, there needs to be more money involved in order for people like me to take the time to create documents and create podcasts and say, this is how you, how you create content on the Storyteller's Vault and make money. And I would, I'll break open everything. I'll run the spreadsheet. I'll show you how many sales a day. I'm, I'm don't care. This is my passion. Um, but I'm also here to tell anyone that's listening that there's almost no money in it. It even, even if you do it at the full tilt, like me and you're, you're barely going to break even. <laughs> right. Cause you're going to have to hire people and spend money. I, I, I have spent about a thousand. I haven't even talked about my book yet. I've done that kind of purposely. I wanted to talk mainly about being a content creator, but I wrote Vampire of the Wild West. Uh, I wrote Clan Book Kiasid, and they're both on the vault. They both sell very well. 
Clan Book Kiasid is interesting because it's like the most hated bloodline. You actually did a review of it. I really appreciated that. But people liked it. It was well done. It was well received. It sells pretty well. It's an Electrum seller or whatever. Uh, and then to, to, to a few days ago, I released uh, Vampire of the Wild West, which is <clears throat> the, big, the big build that I've been pushing for. Uh, it's a historical supplement. Uh, it's totally different than anything else that's on the vault. It looks totally professional because the guy who did the cover and did the layout uh, is the number one layout guy for White Wolf. Like He did all the V5 books. So, of course, it looks professional. The guy who made the cover of my book made the cover of your book. <laughs> right. he's, he's the guy, you know? And same thing, the guy that did the cover of V5 did the cover of my clan book. Clan book Kiasid was done by Mark Kelly. I mean, you're literally, that's, that's how it's done, right? You hire the guys that actually do this stuff for White Wolf, um, but that costs money. Right. They don't work free. Are you kidding? And I spent $1,000 writing White Wolf, writing Vampire of the Wild West. Like, that was my barrier to entry. And I could have bought a car. My car barely caught, like a 20-year-old Lexus. Like, I could have bought a new car with that, you know? And I didn't. I wrote a book, you know? So we're going to see if it's profitable. I think it will be. Um, But that's the thing that people are up against. Like, do you have (laughs) $1,000? You know, like, yeah, but the the thing that's very clear to me as an outsider is the reason why there aren't more resources provided, the reason why there aren't people in a position of authority who are giving you these pieces of assistance is because it doesn't cost them anything to do nothing. It right. costs them zero dollars to yep. just go, hey, there's an open doorway. We don't give a shit. We'll take that's half. Correct. Whatever you oh, make. Yeah. We'll take half. You got it. Right. We'll we'll put in zero effort. We'll put in zero additional no work. We'll we're, we we won't even fucking post anything yeah, about it on should. Twitter. The only thing that I that I get as uh, someone kind of plugged into Storytellers Vault is because I follow Vampire the Masquerade, I get emails when new things come out. That's it. So they didn't even do that effort. I did it. So you know, it's just yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I think I don't know what I think, man. I really, hope, <laughs> I really hope that this this conversation somehow changes everything. That somehow Storytellers Vault becomes profitable, and mm-hmm. and not for people who have to spend two years racking their brain for the one thing that'll be a good seller, and then spend a thousand bucks writing it. Like right. I should have just put that money in the stock market, you know. And then I bought a bunch more white wolf books with that money. But it's uh, it kind of harkens to the idea that like oh well you should just do it for the exposure. Right? Oh, God, Come on. it's that. It is it is that is the sort of treatment I think that we're getting. And it's really upsetting because I think some of the best work ever created for white wolf IP for the world of darkness is on the storytellers wall. Uh clan book gargoyle is Really, really amazing. Uh, just really changed the way I think about uh, this clan that I've known for you know thirty years, and that clan book will never see the light of day. Like it's their White Wolf isn't going to make it. Uh, it's only going to exist in that form on the storyteller's wall. It has it has whatever story you know. It's fan fiction, you know, whatever. It has content issues, 
uh, it's not professionally edited. Like, um, but that's that's the kind of the crux of this conversation. If mm-hmm. it sold better, it would that I, there's no reason not to basically elevate that book to the level of canon. It's just right. that there's no money in it. So the guy who wrote it, uh, my friends, my friend Sam, Sam and Ben. There's no financial incentive for them to go back and pay somebody to do the layout or to buy art or anything like this. It's just a passion project. And it's left at the, at that as, as that. Right. That's really sad. It could be like, there could be people buying physical copies. I would buy a physical copy of clan book gargoyle and a heartbeat. If it were, you know, better if it were POD and better uh, laid out and all this stuff. And, yeah, it just it begs the question to me, like if they're taking fifty percent of all the proceeds of the sales, like w- what are they doing that with that? Are they just putting it into their coffers and like, oh, we made fifty percent, thank you, fuck you, bye? Like I don't, I don't understand. Like, why not take some of that money and reinvest it into the community? Yep, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's there's no reinvest. It's clearly no reinvestment. Um, it's just bullshit. Uh, they're just lucky that we're all really obsessed with this IP. And, and that they're lucky uh, we're gamers <laughs> yeah we're gamers and so that entails everything right we read shakespeare we fucking sit in a room and write to ourselves at night you know and and the, so these people create content um i feel like i never even talked about my book which is actually kind of interesting um and and i feel like we spent this last hour talking about like the problems of the storyteller's fault. And I actually find that really fascinating. Um, but if you want to talk about the book too, we can do that. It's, uh, it's kind of, I think I've kind of said everything I have to say though. I, I don't yeah. want to go on for too long because I don't want it to seem like I'm, I mean, obviously I'm pissed, but I don't want to <laughs> like, like ungrateful or I like want it to burn it down or anything. Like I just think it's important to shine a light on what's going on yeah. Yeah. and and say unequivocally that this is not acceptable you can do better right. and if you don't there's i mean the well, fact it, it, that you're not doing better has already right. made problems the pro- these are the problems are just laid bare so you know it, it, it uh, brings up in my mind a topic you know which um i don't think i've touched on but probably the video where i talk about it will be out once this podcast is out where we talk about, um, or you know, I talk about in the video about all the shit that happened with White Wolf in 2018, and that shit is, you know, claims of racism, claims of insensitivity, blah blah blah, right? And your whatever your opinion is on that, that's fine. You know, if you're if you agree with that, if you disagree with that, that's not up for debate. But what what I'm trying to get at is people saw something they didn't like. And they spoke about it. And that company, who no longer exists anymore because they clearly couldn't think like fucking adults, uh, had to be sort of absorbed back into paradox because, like, people spoke, the company changed things. And I, I don't think that being a fan requires you to just stand back and nod your head. And, and sort of like Brown knows to everything the company does. I think that that's a nonsensical idea. The company that you believe in or a product that you believe in, if Coke changes their recipe and you don't like Coke too, yeah. don't keep buying Coke I too. I remember that. Bitch about it. Talk to, you know, express. I don't like Coke too. Bring the original recipe back. Or I don't Classic, like baby. this. Change it. Right. 
you know, or, or have two, but the, you know, the reason why things like this exist, like podcasts is not just to like, you know, smoke the pole of the company. (laughs) You know, there's plenty of things that I've experienced with every gaming company where, you know, I, uh, I'll tell you like a little side story real quick, and this will be a little revealing, but I sat down the other day to make a character for Shadowrun sixth edition. And I got like halfway through the character creation and I was like, wait a minute, am I stupid? Like, I don't understand how to make a character. Like the, the, the rules are not descriptive enough to make a character properly. Now I need to go look up. I'm the guy making a fucking video about how to make a character. And I'm like, wait, am I doing this right? Yeah. And I've read the book. I've read the book twice. Like I, but the truth is like some of these things just aren't that great. And I literally had to go, I'm going to close this book and I'm going to set it aside because if I'm not confident enough as a creator to make a video about how to do a thing, fuck me. I'm not going to do it. That's a waste of time because why do I want people to play that? I love Shadowrun. I want people to play Shadowrun, but am I confident that the sixth edition is the way to go? Not so much. Yeah. People need to, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't want anyone to be mean to me. Like I have feelings. I'm a human being. Yeah. But I also want to create good work. Right. I don't want a gold star on my paper just because you can put it there. Right. I want to be recognized for my, I don't really care. I used to say like who I am is not important. Only my work is important. Okay. So I don't care about recognition so much as it's an ego trip. I only care about your commentary so much as it authentically makes me feel like I did good work. Right. Because then I can create more good work or even better work because that's what actually makes me happy. And I think that's what makes the world go round is making things. And so constructive criticism and honest commentary is critical. Yeah. You can't bullshit people. Like what I was just saying about Clan Book Gargoyle. I think it's one of the greatest books ever written for White Wolf. And yet I have a laundry list of complaints. It is absolutely <laughs> not perfect. Right. <laughs> I, but I know how to fix it. You know, and I, I also feel this way about lots of books. I could probably make a complaint about Clan Book La Sombra if you wanted me to. But so, yeah, well, you, you probably could, and it'd probably be pretty good. Um, before, before we get into talking about, um, your book, I want to explain, um, you know, I wanted you to come on cause I wanted you to be on my podcast, but also I kind of wanted to backdoor a pilot here. And can we talk a minute about like the idea that we had and what we were going to do and sure. that secondary podcast that we're going to record after this one? Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll just uh, throw it out there. You, you got in contact with me. And we, you know, we're talking about the Storytellers Vault off and on, you know, for months since before I moved back to Chicago. And you were kind of like, hey, I have an idea. Do you remember like that conversation? Always. I think we should be reviewing Storytellers Vault products. And I don't think we should be pointing fingers at ones that we think people shouldn't buy. But I think we should be pointing a finger, like shining a light on ones that we think people should buy. Because it's kind of complicated. There's a lot of them out there. Kind of have to know what to look for in terms of like, oh yeah, this is not going to be a well-edited book. This isn't going to be well laid out. Um, this book is clearly a chronicle, but it 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 doesn't, you know, whatever. There's 
there are right. things that you can pick up on right away as a creator and say, oh yeah, this one's this one's gonna be trash. And and then there's other ones that you just kind of look at the preview and you're like, oh yeah, this is this is dope. And then you buy it and it is dope. And then what do you do? Like, how do you get it out there? Right? You write a little review, right. no one sees it. You fucking comment on the on the vampire groups and everyone goes, oh, it's fanfic. And so <laughs> whatever, fuck all these people. They, it, on some level, podcasts are the future and we are creating content for people to consume uh, that might not necessarily agree with us, right? right? So you can just, I think it's just be put out there that people that, you know, Clan Book Gargoyle is amazing. And then people can go look at it. Um, and so that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to look to basically do, I'm going to toot your horn for a minute here, but uh, 25 years of Vampire the Masquerade, which is of course how I discovered you. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely well done. Loved it. And I think the only problem was, uh, not a problem, but it's just the only thing was, there was, a lo- there was like a whole nother piece of the meta plot. And it didn't. It wasn't addressable in the same fashion because it's non-canonical. But I think giving the the well-written storytellers vault products the same treatment that you gave the canonical books would be amazing. Yeah, and the when you you know when we talked about this and when we kind of had this conversation, I was initially pretty hesitant because uh, for people who are new to this podcast or aren't familiar with, you know, some of the stuff that I was doing before, uh, we had done some storytellers vault reviews and we kind of just, we were like, Hey, if you want us to review your stuff, you know, send it to us, we'll give it a review and we'll tell you what, what we think. And that was a bit of a problem. And it was a bit of a problem for a couple of reasons. One, because I I would feel obligated. Someone would send me their their book and I you know I wouldn't pay for it. They would just send it for the review and you know suddenly I'm like, well, this is something that these people worked really hard on. Right. And you know, regardless of what I think or what my co-host thinks or what anybody else thinks, those people worked really hard on it and they think it's a great piece of work. Thank you all for listening. Unfortunately, that's where the conversation ends. Lost for all time to the ether due to internet. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'm sure in the future we'll regroup and have further conversations along this line. All right. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the 2D10 podcast. If you liked what you heard, check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out our YouTube channel, TWO, the letter D, T E N. Don't forget to spell it, you dumb dumb. If you want to support us more, go to our website, utilitymuffinlabs.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next episode. <laughs> Don't judge me.